We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, brought to you by WinBet, W Y N N B E T. Jeff Erickson, Chris Liss here. Chris is in a state of mind. Uh, it's been a rough week. The Giants uh, had a brutal injury loss. The Bengals just had a stupid loss. Uh, so we got a lot to, of venting to spleen. Your team is stupid. Here. Your team is so stupid. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to be on the show with you, given that that's the team you root for. It's an embarrassment to me. It's an embarrassment to Rotowire. It's an embarrassment to humanity. That's all I'm going to say. You whino. All right, let's go. Let's get a, go after it here. Uh, it, it was bad. It was it was you know that was a game of do not want. It was a very bananas game. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, to watch while in the midst of it, but brutal at the end. Bank, you know, the kicker celebrating, thinking it, the the kick was in the second time. Real kicker, real kicker over. celebrates. Real kicker yeah. doesn't give a hell, give a shit if it goes in or not. Here's what I'm going to say though. The NFL should have a mercy rule, just like they have in softball or in, in children's games, where if both kickers miss in regulation and both kickers miss in overtime for the winning kick, it's a tie. It's just declared a tie. We don't want anyone pulling a Rob Baronis. We don't want a situation like that. No. We just declare it a tie, and it's over. And the thing is, I had the uh, in the Super Contest, Bengals plus three, and that was good, but it wasn't good. The other problem is... Uh, Joe Burrow had a, a neck, a throat contusion, which sounds not good if you went to the hospital for it. And he did not look right. He was very bad in the last, you know, 15 minutes of that game. He wasn't right. And I wonder whether that had something to do with it. Well, the first, yeah, the, the, that interception at the start of overtime was terrible. But then he had a subsequent drive. They're moving the ball. And for the second time in three drives, they played for the super long field goal. They oh, dude, drive. dude, Zach Taylor needs to be uh, executed ha- at the on midfield because the thing, dude. First of all, the first one was like fifty-seven yards. The second one was forty-nine. Yeah, but still, but still, it's too long, and they should have gone a fourth down the first time because it was a better chance than kicking that field goal uh, with their kicker. And it was just, you know, look. I'm in the super contest. I've got a lot at stake here. This isn't a game. This isn't a joke. You know, right. and these coaches are low stakes losers who know they're not going deep into the playoffs. And they're treating this like it's a, a, fuck, a, a freaking joke. They're treating it like a joke. And I, I've got a serious stake in this. I'm in the super contest and I've got 
the Bengals plus three, and they're not respecting the sacrifice of regular people putting serious super contest money on this. I, I feel like there's a disconnect between their low stakes joke of an organization and real life people who are living and dying with this point spread. And I, I just don't think this is, uh, I don't think it's legitimate. I hear you on that. And it was, it was really awful enough to take your considerations into account when they were. Am I wrong, Jeff? Am I wrong in this, in the sense or not? I just want you to, I want you to weigh in here. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong about this. There's at least half of the betting audience in most cases that are feeling the same way as you on that one too. I Uh, mean, you put a thousand dollars in the super contest and then you're depending on coaches who take this as a joke. Like Zach Taylor's like, Oh, this is a joke. I don't care about this. It's not important. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. And so to, it, it was really aggravating uh, to, to watch this there. They, they settled, they, they punted in plus territory earlier in the game. Then they run that third and five running play up the middle. If you're going to do that, you're committing to going for it on fourth down instead of taking a 57 yarder. I mean, it, that's it, right. it, it's that simple. And even if he makes it, you know, you've got Aaron Rodgers with the ball. I mean, it, right. it's in plenty of time. I mean, not plenty of time, but time. Um, and it, as it turns out, we got lucky that, uh, you know, that they, they missed a field goal too, but that was just awful. That awful was, decision right. All the way around. Uh, and then the, the, in the drive in overtime, they were moving the ball. You've got Jamar Chase, who is just torching the Green Bay secondary. And it is, you know, and, and what do they do? They run it into the pile three times. Now, Mixon might have had a first down on that last play. They should have challenged that spot. They should have, you know, and. They get that first down. They move it in a little bit closer. Great. Green Bay does, has less time. All these things. There's all sorts of benefits that accrue. But they didn't, you know, that it didn't happen. The point is they were playing for the 40, the 49, 50-yard field goal. You know, they were not trying to just win the game. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not this magical thing where you have to kick a field goal. You can score a touchdown. You can drive all the way through. It's okay. Watch the Chargers and the Browns. Amazing what happens when you just don't rely on stupid kickers the whole time. Now, Cleveland, I mean, the Chargers screwed up at the end, too, by allowing Eckler to get thrown into the end zone on that last touchdown. They should have just taken a knee instead of. Right, right, right. Why are you even, but I mean, Eckler, why are you even running a play? What a a nutless monkey. You get thrown in the end zone. I mean, Eckler did a great play. He slid down when he had the touchdown earlier, and then he allows himself to get bullied into the end zone. I mean, come on, a real man doesn't get thrown no, but a real man does not a real man does not score a touchdown against his will okay a real man never scores a touchdown in his career that he does not want to score so how many players in nfl history have scored a touchdown against their will this might be the only one he may be the and, first player in nfl history that scored a touchdown against his will and how many teams would have instructed their defenses to to force that four five six maybe among coaches, most coaches are like, oh, we got to stop them. We can't let them do that. That was obviously transparently the right play by the Browns to do that. Um, and the fact is, they had the added bonus of stopping the two point conversion. They get the touchdown. They win. I mean, they don't just merely tie and keep it going. They win. Uh, it, it was yeah. it was such a smart play by the Browns. And you know, it's it, it, we're looking at is oh, this is wild. It's a, it's crazy. But the fact is, that was the smart play. It was the right play. How many people recognize it? I, I bet you there's a, I mean, a lot of old school coaches. Can you see Mike McCarthy doing that? Can you see, you know, 
is Zach Taylor doing it? No, I don't. Maybe Zach Taylor, but probably not. Um, there's sure, sure as hell of a lot, you know, Urban Meyer, he's, he's busy eating paste under the, you know, in his bar there or whatever, but listen, uh, listen, I don't, I don't want to hear anybody denigrating urban, the giga chat, urban Meyer. I don't like this talk about urban Meyer. (laughs) Urban Meyer is the giga chat. Okay. He coached the game. He lost, he lost badly. He's lost again. And yet he still finds time to spend with his grandchildren. And yet, even while he's spending time with his grandchildren, he takes a little, uh, episode at the bar and he shares affection with uh, different human beings, okay, in the bar. So the fact that you would denigrate the work that, that Bourbon Meyer does on his spare time, that's not even uh, company time, I resent that, Jeff. I don't think that's fair. Winless team. You know, team flies back all battered and bruised and saddened by losing that game on Thursday night last week. He is, You guys figure it out. I got leaders on the team. You don't need me as a leader. What are you there for? No, and he's sharing affection with other people at the bar. So I think yeah. that's totally legitimate. Spreading love uh, he, around the world, yep. Spreading a lot of love. He's, his love is out of control. Here, here's the thing, though. The Bengals is is like, that's, you're not even, you're bearing the lead. That's not even like the fourth most important uh, topic of this. I know, but you know slide. what? I know you're going to go all Giantsy on me here, so I just had to get it in while I could. The Giants is the topic, but there's another topic too. But the Giants, dude. They show up. They're going to cover this spread. There's no doubt about it. They might win. Dimes is, is doing well. Saquon Bitcoin has already been unleashed. His knee is fine. Did you see? He got injured after a play. They're just kind of running while like the play's over. Yep. And he doesn't understand. He steps on the guy's foot and totally tweaks his ankle. It swelled up to like a, a, a softball inside his ankle, like you saw on the side. Maybe not soft, maybe a baseball inside his ankle. So now who knows how long it's going to be out. For no reason. It wasn't like he was trying to get an extra yard, trying to make a play. It was literally when the play was over. Okay, Saquon out multiple weeks or whatever he's going to be out for. Then Dimes gets concussed. Now, first off, you couldn't even just give them a penalty on that, the helmet to helmet. No, of course not. He's out of his mind. He tries to play because he's a real man, tries to play through the concussion, get up, act like it's no big deal. But he starts stumbling around like a drunk, okay, like an abject drunk, somebody who would get drunk, during their job, okay? Nobody would do that. Nobody, Nobody would do that. <laughs> Nobody would do that, okay? Nobody in the right mind would do that. He's stumbling around like an abject drunk, and they realize, oh, he's concussed out of his mind. He's in, It's a no-brainer to get him, out of the, get him out of the lineup. So now time's just gone. By the way, before the game started, Andrew Thomas was out. They were like, oh, he's got a, uh, whatever it was, an ankle problem or something. So Andrew Thomas, number four overall pick in the whole NFL draft from 2020, out for the game. He's been playing well this year. Few minutes into the game, number two overall pick from 2018, Saquon out out for the game. Halfway through the game, number six overall pick in 2019. They lost the two, the four, and the six in three drafts before halftime. Okay, so this is a joke. Then they're already without Slayton, hamstring injury. They're already out Sterling Shepard, hamstring injury. Great, they got Kadarius Tony, 189 yards uh, receiving, seven yards uh, rushing, 196 yards through three and a half quarters. He's destroying the Cowboys. Oh, he leaves with an injury, comes back in, obviously punches someone in the face for good reason because obviously the Cowboys deserve to be punched in the face. So I can't fault no, them on that. Punched in the helmet. Let's let's make let's make sure this is punching. Clear. It was a senselessly pun- swing. <laughs> punching <laughs> senselessly punching a helmet and probably risking your uh, hand injury, getting ejected, which I respect. But again, so now he's gone. Galladay, their seventy-eight million dollar, uh, seventy-two million dollar signee, out with a knee injury. The whole team's out. It's like it's preseason third quarter. That's the team they're they're putting on the field. And I've got them plus seven. 
That was unfortunate. And just this, you know, just dispiriting as a Giants fan, as a Barkley owner, I've got Barkley in two leagues. Barkley to me was like the number one player. He was a, a pass catching uh, running back with an improving offense. Whole thing collapses completely. I mean, the, as a Giants fan, you're like, it's a joke. The season is a joke. Why would you even care? Why would you even pay attention to football? It's like, you know, it's like the game of sorry. You're like a, a nutless monkey going around the board and someone goes, sorry. And you go to the, the back, you know, oh, uh, switch places with your, with your uh, token. You know, it's like basically there's no point in earnestly drafting these, these players and trying to root for them to win and take them against the spread because they all just get simultaneously injured in the same game. This is brutal. It was really brutal. Uh, Saquon's out two to four weeks. They're saying they're calling it a low ankle sprain. If I have to see one more picture of that swollen ankle, I'll yeah. see, that'll make it a yeah. thousand times. It's crazy uh, how many times. If, if, your testicle, if your testicle was the size of that ankle, you would check yourself into a hospital. That's glad you went there, Chris. Yeah. Um, but it's a fact. It's a factually true statement. So adding insult to injury too, you miss most people missed the Giants touchdown right after the uh, Dimes injury, right? Because uh, Fox went to a commercial, and of course, this is the second time today, by the way, the uh, second time yesterday during the game, the set of games that they did this, they had to squeeze in that one extra commercial. Let's get another commercial in. It's only fourth and goal. You have your starting quarterback for God first. knows what for some kind of disgusting food that will put you in the hospital. You know, some food that if you eat all the time. You will be completely metabolically destroyed. And they've got to show you yet another inducement to destroy your metabolism and not show the touchdown. I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was brutal. Um, Devontae Booker is your lead back now. Do they have any else? And who's behind him? Who, who's the third back? Is it, I guess it's the, uh, there's a rookie. It's Gary Brightwell. Brightwell. Gary Brightwell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, knock yourself out with Gary Brightwell. Gary yeah. Brightwell. You know, he's not splitting the atom, but he's uh, he's the backup. Yeah. So here's the thing, too. Uh, you know, but we saw with the Bears, the backup to the backup was Khalil Her Herbert, who had some game yesterday. He looked good. Yeah. And that's why I just wanted yeah. to mention him. But Booker is going to be an obvious target this week in, in free agency. Uh, so we'll do our captain obvious thing with him tomorrow. But clearly he's going to be one of the guys. There's so many injuries. We're going to get to all of them here. Uh, I just want to mention it was a bloodbath. I mean, Russell Wilson on Thursday night. I mean, you take out one yeah. of the top five players in the NFL for six weeks, right on Monday, yeah. uh, right on Thursday night. Yep. Yep. All right. Quick note here from WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the action, all the latest action with the user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. 
can't wait till they get more than six states. So that way we get some variety in the read. And I just want to name more states. I also saw a, a commercial for them. That's one thing you get probably, uh, you, you get to avoid a lot of commercials uh, where you're at, but uh, they, they do now have a TV commercial out there. So just thought that was interesting. Listen, Anyways, I, I, I avoid commercials like it's a, it's a bubonic plague. You know, I, I avoid commercials. If I don't mute uh, or pause a game during a commercial, I feel like I failed myself because your attention field, the things you take into your attention, the commercials, the garbage yep. that you absorb from corporate media, the stupid commercials, it's like eating junk food. It's like you think, oh, I just ingest junk food. I'll soft do I'll eat a little healthier, but I'll just absorb whatever uh, things come into my attention field, my eyes, my ears. Your eyes and ears are poison vectors, just like your digestive tract. So if you see a commercial, avoid it. It's a poison. It will destroy your will to exist. Okay, just a, a little a little public service. A PSA for the people who are smart enough to listen to this uh, video cast. So Tom Brady is playing on Thursday night against the Eagles. He was the man. Five touchdowns. Easy, easy win. Easy cover. Everything was easy about that game. Did pick up a thumb injury, though. Uh, supposed to be okay for Thursday night's game. Uh, he's just... He's amazing. He's 44 and he's he's making great throws left and right. And it's not just like great reads, but great throws. Like we saw, like, you know, Big, Big Ben's like a shadow of his former self. Rivers has retired already. You know, Eli's retired already. Here's Brady just. They should bring up. Eli back. I think it's time for Eli to come back. I really do. It just to beat be. Brady. Can't be it, worse than so Glennon, can it? Uh, Glennon wasn't that bad, to be honest. But yeah. if Eli came back because he owns Brady, right? Brady's Eli's bitch, so he could do whatever he wants with Brady. So if a team is in the Super Bowl and they've got a quarterback issue, they should sign Eli. But otherwise, Eli is a horrible. He was horrible for seven years. I don't even know why. Geno Smith should have kept the job. But the point is, Brady, is. I think he's coming for Peyton's single season records, too. He owns Breeze and Peyton's records. He's coming for him, too. He's trying to erase Peyton completely. He's trying to deny Peyton ex Peyton's existence. So I think Brady has a chance if he stays healthy to, especially with 17 games, it's a little bit of a cheat, destroy the 55 touchdowns, 5,500 yards, all that stuff. Brady may beat it, but uh, I have a bet against Brady. Dalton and I have a bet. Justin Herbert's my guy, and I'm not worried about it. As sick as Brady is, Justin Herbert is even sicker. He's so sick, especially uh, as Justin Herbert running touchdowns. I mean, that's amazing. Justin oh, Herbert man. is playing against a defense that held the Vikings to seven points. Although the Vikings offense is another issue, but I think the Vikings Justin, held the Vikings to seven points, perhaps, but the Browns have a good defense and Justin yeah, Herbert do. absolutely tore it apart. Mike Williams, the real thing. Keenan Allen is like, he's good. But he's an afterthought. Um, but Justin Herbert could be QB one at the end of the year. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where the preseason hype was actually true on Mike Williams. I know the Monday night game, notwithstanding, that, that was the thing that's so frustrating is, he, you know, they didn't target him that much against the Raiders, but boy, did they make up for that. And then some uh, scored one of the easiest touchdowns you'll ever score uh, in, in, in one of those two touchdown catches for Williams. But they said, you know, Lombardi said at the beginning of the year, I'm going to, he's going to be my Michael Thomas. He's going to play that role. And he's almost eclipsing that, you know, it's crazy. Maybe not quite this. It doesn't have the consistency, but. You know, that, that might well, just be receivers. Receivers don't produce every week unless they're Devonte Adams. That's the only guy right. who uh, performs like a running back. Uh, so no, Mike Williams is a top five receiver. He might be number two. Uh, you can argue it. Tyreek Hill got a little banged up after the game, but Mike Williams is the seventh overall pick. He's always been good. Now he finds a coach. That's like, Oh, why are we just like blindly loyal to loyally 
feeding eight yard passes to Keenan Allen. We have the seventh overall pick from the 2070 draft who's six, four and has a little move, you know, has a little movement, has a little rat running skill. Why don't we feed this guy? And now they're doing it and it's happening. And Herbert, uh, if you're going to take a player, if we're drafting, if we're GMs and we're drafting the entire um, NFL, number one is Patrick Mahomes still. I, I, I don't care what Ted Bell says. Patrick Mahomes is a wizard and I've seen too many things. But number two, yeah. who's number two after you take Mahomes? I think it's Herbert. Allen. It's Allen. I, I think Allen has a chance. I think I think Lamar Jackson has a case. But yeah. I think uh, Herbert's number two. I would take him ahead of both. We've got – it's such a great time, though. I mean, you've got you've got Murray. You've got uh, Jackson. I mean, you've got – Give me Herbert. The, Give me Herbert yeah. over those guys. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Dan, Mar- Dan Marino with wiggle, with some mobility. Yeah. Uh, so the Chargers – they have a problem. They can't stop the running game, uh, or at least they couldn't stop the Browns. Maybe it's just a Browns thing, but the Browns were running at will, uh, and they just, although on that that on that drive uh, when they when they when the Chargers made it forty two forty one, they missed the extra point. The Browns had a chance just to kill the kill the rest of the game. They couldn't even get one first down though. It was brutal. They had a second second down incompletion. You're, you're running. You're averaging like eight yards a carry that game. How did Nick Chubb not get a touch in that sequence? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Browns seem a bit limited to me. Baker's okay. Beckham gets open. Baker doesn't find him. I just think that you need an elite QB. Unless the team is so good around you that you can get by with an average QB. I think the Browns are trying to get on with get by with an average QB. And the Chargers have a good team and an elite QB. I think that's the difference. Of course, the Browns could have won that game. They just didn't make a play or two. But a lot of games go like that, right? I mean, how many games match up where there's a player or two? But give me the team with the best QB. I mean, I again, I think Mahomes is still the best QB in football. But I think Herbert is number two. And given their, you know, everybody's respective ages, if I'm a GM, someone takes Mahomes at one, I'm taking Herbert at two. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, other things that happened in this game. There was a really bad PI call against the Browns. Uh kept a, dri- a Chargers drive going, which they ultimately ended up scoring. Now, they still had the game in their grasp, but there was, it was a big play late in that one. OBJ dropped a fourth down catch uh, that would have been a first down. Um, that, that, that worked against them. There was, of course, the mixed ex- missed extra point. The Chargers converting a bunch of fourth downs, which was fun. I love The Chargers missed extra points. The Chargers kicker is horrible. Yeah. But, but the team is good. The team is actually really good. I mean, the Chargers are like a Super Bowl contender. In fact, in the AFC, it's the Bills and the Chargers, 1-2. Maybe throwing the Chiefs, maybe throwing the Ravens, but Bills-Chargers, 1-2. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they look awesome. They really do. And uh, meanwhile, the, the Chiefs have some problems. You, you mentioned in your column, the Super Bowl hangover uh, is real. Uh, the Super Bowl loser hangover is real. Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs... I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. I mean, you get the Chargers in, you get the Ravens in, someone in the AFC South, it's a terrible division. Uh, you get the Bills in. So you got four, and you got, what, two more teams? Are there three more teams this year, which is super annoying. I mean, there's no reason to turn this into the NBA where everybody's crap regular season doesn't matter. I think the Chiefs do make the playoffs because there's just not enough good teams. The Browns make yeah. the playoffs. Um, I don't, the Bengals miss it, obviously. They're terrible. But uh, I, let's yeah. say Steelers make it, and you know maybe – the Chiefs and maybe Denver, but Denver, uh, Ravens, Paper Tiger, yeah, the Ravens make it, but the Raiders don't. I thought I thought the Ravens were okay, but the Raiders—that's just terrible. 
to get beat at home by the Bears. And there's really no one in the uh, AFC East or South besides the winners. So you got two teams there, and you got five teams from the North and the West are going to make it. So you've got the two winners, and you've got three more teams that are going to make it. And I think um, that's that gives the, the Chiefs will make it. I, I, even though the, the hangover is real, the Chiefs will win 10 or 11 games, and they'll make it. Yeah, um, I think they'll make it, and I think they'll get it. They'll figure things out. I think they'll still – their offense is just so good. Their defense has just got major problems. So I was wrong about that game Sunday, and I thought the Chiefs would win. Uh, the Bills were clearly the best team, and it didn't take long to establish that. They were the best team all the way through. Um, so definitely wrong about that game. Um, I, I just thought that you know Chiefs had kind of gotten it together with that Philly game, but no, I think it's just – the. The Eagles just aren't that great uh, either. I know they. How about Darnold? Darnold sucks. I was right about Darnold. I think I think Universal Twitter needs to just say, Gettleman was right. Saquon over Darnold was the correct pick. Now, if you want to make a critique of that draft, you say, well, you wanted a quarterback. You were sold on a quarterback. How could you take Darnold over Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson? Right. That was the disaster. If you're taking a different position and it was like Darnold's the obvious, you're like, I don't want this QB. He's not that good. Take anybody else. Darnold is an interception machine. He was in college. He was with the Jets. And you know what? Adam Gaze may be a, a crazy person and a terrible coach, but I think we're starting to see it wasn't all Gaze. It was also Darnold. And I think the Panthers have a good defense. They've got good skill guys. I think the coaching staff is reasonably competent, but I don't think Darnold's it. I think Darnold That's is it. not it. I think the quarterback play on both sides of the ball was atrocious oh, in that game. Hurts um, was bad. He was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, Greg Olson. Why is Greg Olson broadcasting Panthers games? I mean, can they? I, 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 I hate. You know, he might be really funny and good and all that, but it's just such a huge, like, massive conflict of interest to have him just covering his former team all the time. And it was his current team when he was like injured one year, and they had him broadcasting one time when he was still but, a player. But uh, at the same time, it's not a conflict of interest in the sense that he's not getting paid. You know, it's like a conflict of interest is like. When somebody writes a column in the New York Times about X and they have an investment in X, no, I know. Served on advisory board of X, and they're not disclosing this is football. So it's like, what's he? What's this conflict that he's like too friendly with these guys? I mean, a little bit, but yeah, to me, felt like so he, could, he couldn't critique bad play. How about yeah? That, but that, you, but how about this? How about Peyton Manning saying, even though he did it, he said, "Oh, I don't want to." Uh, I've talked to Mike McCarthy. He's going to be mad at me for this. And that's Peyton Manning, who's kind of uncancelable by NFL standards. He's, you know, one of the NFL's inner circle Hall of Fame. Uh, but the point families. is, he made the criticism first, and then he said, you know what? I talked to him over right, the weekend. Right. He might not take my calls. But, but what I'm what? saying, he, he he said he went forward with it anyhow, despite that. Right. That's that's but, integrity. But what I'm saying is, even a guy who isn't affiliated with that particular team, who's inner circle cemented in like access standards. Um, is still acknowledging that there's an incentive not to talk Yang about a random coach that he happens to know because he probably knows everybody. Um, it's so conflicted, and especially these nutless monkey uh, announcers that have no independent value, that they're just there because people like them, and now they're going to go crap on somebody who, who has connections. It's so rampant that like Greg Olson, who actually at least has some cred as a you know a legitimate not quite Hall of Fame, but just under Hall of Fame player. Um, I don't see it as being any worse than the garden variety nutless monkey announcer that mm -hmm. will praise every single veteran and every single coach reflexively. And even the referees. Oh, oh, I see. I see why they called that flag. You can kind of see why they did that. Not only are they like sucking up to the coaches 
and the and the players, which is embarrassing. But they're second up to referees. I mean, just they're second up to the to the erroneous uh, penalty calls right. out of a sense of oh, I don't want the league to be mad at me. You know, for it's me to like to undercut yeah. under yeah. undercut yeah. undercut their you know their representatives who are the referees. So I hear you, Jeff. I, and in generally, I'd be sympathetic to that point, but. I think the rot is so deep in terms of like real talk. I mean, real man, real talk. If you and I, if we had the broadcast, right, uh, we'd be canceled immediately, but we would just be like, oh, this coach, why is he punting? This is embarrassing. Is he, you know, his contract is up or he doesn't think he's going to get hired. You know, we're going to talk, we would talk about it in the starkest terms, but they never say that stuff. They don't. Um, they, they really don't. And they hew to the, oh, you must have a good reason. You know, I don't want to criticize this coach. I, yeah, you must yeah. have a good reason. No, your reason yeah. is that you're a nutless monkey. And here's the thing. Remember Steve Moyer had this column called The Outsider that he wrote yes. on uh, yes, yes. Rotowire. It was a good column. And Steve Moyer was a very irreverent guy, irreverent guy. Rest in peace, Steve Moyer. Good friend of ours. Great guy. And Steve was an outsider. He wasn't connected with, like, the baseball people or whatever. But because of that, he could say what he wanted to say. And he was just making observations um, very uh, earnestly, and that's missing from insiders. So insiders do have access. They do have, sometimes they have useful information, rarely, and if they have it, they rarely share it, but there is an, an aspect to it where they know something that we don't know. But for the most part, they're just a bunch of suck-ups, and people are outside or free to throw bombs at these people, and sometimes we make mistakes and we think we know something we actually don't, but most of the time, an earnest criticism from a an observer that is unbiased with respect to their career advancement uh, is way better than an insider observer that is completely captured by their own status in an organization. And what you basically get from, I mean, get let alone legacy media, the New York Times, the, the real newspapers are disgusting. But even sports, you know, it's a bit, uh, you're getting the company line, you know, and you're just getting it and getting it and getting it. And when you've been in this and you and I have watched games for 35, 40 years, uh, 45 years, you know, you start to understand like, this is bullshit. We're getting bullshit information from these people. And, you know, you're just uh, attuned to it by now, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. We are. And it's frustrating. I want to talk about rookie quarterbacks. I want to talk about Justin Fields and Trey Lance. But uh, first quick note from Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big price contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. Celebrate football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place, receiving $100,000, and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. All right, so we saw Trey Lance get his first start. We saw Justin Fields get get a win starting against the Raiders on the road. Uh, you know, Davis Mills actually looked good in the battle of rookies against Mac Jones. Uh, we should have led with that. That's the big thing. We had the Patriots and Survivor. And so did it was I. 20, yeah. 22 to 9. And Davis Mills, I mean, one of the throws, he made a throw under pressure where he gets the ball to this receiver, high points the ball, 
catches it. Defender just misses it. It's just thrown exactly where it needs to be, and he runs for a touchdown. And I'm like, oh, man, that was like a one-in-a-million throw. I mean, that throw and catch was so unlikely. Um, Damon Harris fumbles right at the goal line. It's a touchback. I mean, everything was going wrong. Jacoby Myers gets a perfect 30-yard pass, just drops it. Yeah. I mean, it was just one thing after another. Three but offensive the, linemen get hurt for the Pats. I mean, COVID yeah. before the thing. But the Giga Chad, Nick Folk, nails a couple 52-yarders. Um, the the Texans decide to do a fake fake punt, so they're looking like they're going to fake the punt. Then they're faking them, trying to get them off sides. Then they run toward the line. Punter kicks it right into the helmet of the guy. That was huge. That led to the field goal. Yeah. And then the other underrated uh, total giveaway by the Texans was they tried a 58 yard field goal with Kaimi Falburn, who's a terrible kicker. Who missed two extra points earlier in the game. Yeah. They try a 56 or whatever yard field goal on fourth and four. And the Patriots get the ball back and score a touchdown. Thank God for that stupidity because we were on the ropes, dude. But you know what? I knew I was going to lose. My my $6 million survivor injury is a team of destiny. We had Justin Tucker kick a game-winning 66-yard field goal that hit off the crossbar. We had Lamar Jackson convert a fourth and 19. Now we have the Patriots come back and win. We are a team of destiny. If we take the team, it is going to win. And you know what? All you nutless monkeys took the Bucks this week or took the Broncos that week. You're soft. You're afraid of risk. You're used to coasting through. You think, oh, I'm going to win by three touchdowns. This survivor's easy. It's not a sweat. You know what? You're not used to adversity and you're risk averse. You don't understand what it's going to take. The team that wins with the crossbar bounce through is the team with the advantage because they are used to adversity. They are fearless. There's nothing that can kill us. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. It's Nietzsche. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger, Jeff. So, Honestly, that was a great win by the Patriots. It was the absolutely right survivor pick. I actually diversified to the Vikings. And the Vikings was another another oh. insane win. Insane. But to the Lions, let me tell you something about the Lions. They're going to go 0-17, but it's going to be an incredibly strong 0-17. They're going to go 0-17, but it's going to be an 0-17 team that can claim that they were a powerful 0-17. For 0-17, they're going to be one of the best teams ever. You know, it's crazy how they're losing. It's really crazy. Uh, they, well, first of all, they were bold at the very end of the game, getting that, uh, you know, first of all, they got lucky to force a fumble on third and seven on that play uh, just to get the short field. They got the, but they got the touchdown. They had the real man extra uh, two point conversion. Yeah. But they were nutless monkeys earlier in that game. They punted 10 points down, fourth and four from the Vikings 44. And, well, and they took like a, they took an, a, an intentional delay a game so they'd have more field position to punt from. But they they had a total nutless punt down ten points in the fourth quarter on that. Uh, so, eh, that was your karma right there. That's why you know you you needed to be bolder sooner. And the thing is, yes, they had the one point lead, and that was bold and it was smart and all that. But it did give the Vikings that sense of urgency. However, had they scored in that previous drive, then they would have been up three. They would have, they, and you know what? They don't lose to a 54-yarder. At worst, they go to overtime, and you never know what happens in overtime. Um, there, there was mistakes made. That was a weird game, too. I mean, it, it, the Vikings looked like they were going to just chew it up with Madison early, and then they just ground to a halt yet again. Two weeks in a row, their offenses, which looked to be high-flying, you know, they looked great against the Seahawks, but bad against the Browns and bad against the Lions. Who are the Lions? Who are missing their top corner? They were missing other defensive starters. It was awful, really terrible offensive performance by the Vikings yesterday. Yeah, it was it was disgraceful. 
and I had them in one league. And I, you know, they won. I was, I was so mad. I was like, ah, I switched to the, the Patriots to the Vikings because I saw the line move up. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have switched. I should have gone all in on the Patriots. It was funny because I was on the Patriots. I was like, thank God I have one on the Vikings. So I saw it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, but you know what? That's just bull. That's just bullshit. The truth is that neurotic brain that I'm sharing with you, that doesn't exist. The reality was we're a team of destiny. The Patriots are going to win no matter what. And it was always a mistake to switch. And I just got lucky that the Vikings won. That's all it was on that other survivor entry. But I was like, you know, I want to throw that away. You know, that could be, you know, five grand. There's 50 people for a hundred bucks. I don't want to throw that Vikings injury away. So we're through, you know, I, I know I, in the past I've lamented, oh, these lucky assholes. They had the Vikings. They had the, oh my God, they had the Vikings. They had the Patriots. They had the Ravens two weeks ago. That was lucky. You know what? As I said, the truth is those are the people that win because those are the people that got through with adversity. So, you know, the, the week that you're like, oh, I had the Patriots. I, I mean, I had the Bucks. I'm cool. That's the week you lose the next week because you're soft. Is he- you, know, you haven't suffered. You have no fear of the underdog after that. That's why you no, won. You're like, out. oh, that's that's the right, right. That's why we play that song in the segment. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that song. Anytime I hear the beginning of that song, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I love that there. Um, so, yeah, that, that was uh, so, but Fields was okay. They ran the ball so much, but it's really killed Allen Robinson. That, that Allen oh. Robinson is just. Here's something I wrote before the season. I said, Allen Robinson, if healthy, cannot fail. That's what I wrote this season. And I now retract that because he's failing completely healthy. And I'll say this. The Gettle Chad traded Justin Fields, who's terrible, for Kadaris Tony, who's not only the greatest receiver of all time and punches oh, him in the face. Right, right, of course. And he punches him in the face, right, because he's a real man. Not only does he get 189 yards on you, he punches you in the face. That's how he rolls. You get Justin Fields, you trade scrubby Justin Fields for that, and a first next year, and the Bears is going to be an early first because they're a terrible team, a fourth and a fifth. So, you know, those of you who don't acknowledge the genius of the Gettle Chad, you're just, you've lost the plot. You're, you're in a different multiverse. You're not even in this multiverse because you do not understand reality because the Gettle Chad just fleeced the Bears. And Canarius Tony, uh, Scott Barrett had a tweet that, that was from 2020. said, do not let the Chiefs draft Canarius Tony. He's too badass. He's too amazing. And if the Chiefs get him, it'll be game over. And who got him? The Gettle Chad plus picks. So let's just let's just acknowledge that for a moment. Noted. So noted. Going back to Allen Robinson and the and Justin Fields, though, as a point. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned that Kadarius Tony. His finish line says I dropped, and he said drift, but he meant dropped. Allen Robinson for Kadarius Tony just to shake it up. I can't trust him, and I kind of want a, someone else in my league to play him against me so they can get a six-point per day PPR. He has Metcalf and Diggs, so pretty funny there. You know, it, it is funny. When you're done with a guy, you don't want to use him. You, if, you, if you're right, it's beautiful because then someone's blown a ton of fab too. And, and frustrating waste, waste him in the lineup. But honestly, yeah. as much as I love Tony, I would not uh, drop Robinson for him just yet. But Fields just is not a cute quarterback right now. I mean, Trey Lance, I feel like passed the eye test a little bit. He was an incredible runner, much better than Fields. Yeah. Uh, and we got to work and, on know, the throwing part of being a quarterback, though, and all these guys, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, he's like Tebow, but with better running. Maybe a, a, a poor man's Taysom Hill, just so Dalton, in case Dalton and I was listening. Now, Lance passed the eye test. I think Lance will be good. I really do. But I don't know if uh, Shanahan's going to keep giving him a chance if Garoppolo's healthy. But I thought Lance was kind of a dangerous uh, weapon and they just kind of screwed up on fourth down and they didn't get some things done. There's no Kittle. 
uh, Kittle's on IR, but um, yeah, that's a that's a huge one there. I actually was yeah. like, oh, I'll pick up Ross Dwelly. I actually did that in a couple of leagues because you know, hey, starting tight end, the Niners are going to throw to their tight ends a lot, but it's Lance throwing it yeah. to him. That was so dumb yeah. of me. Yeah, Dwelly's a joke. You got to get with somebody who's no joke. Do you know who's no joke, Jeff? Who's no joke, Chris? David Njoku. He's, uh, he's no joke. I just I just walked into that. I, you I you didn't. That. Why can't you? How can get you not up, see? Get up, get down. He's not a Njoku in this town. Njoku. Oh. First of all, he's in year five. But tight ends take a while to bloom. And Dawson Knox. Yeah. I tell you, the only good pun I've ever seen from our crew said "opportunity Knox." K N O X. I thought that was a yeah. great pun. I think normally the puns are terrible. And all the the on tap. This is on tap. This is on tap. So, what have you been in Wisconsin too long? Uh, you're just like slovenly drinking these crappy beers, you know, you're like on tap, on tap, but opportunity KNOX gave credit to that. Um, and he seems like he's, he's a year three tight end. I think he was he a second round pick. I don't know where Knox was drafted, but, um, he's starting to, to develop as a weapon and Njoku too. Like, I think that we have to, these tight Max Williams, who got hurt though, but he's a second round pick and he was involved in the, uh, in the offense. Yeah. I think tight ends take a few years and you, you don't want to be too impatient with them. Yeah, that's true. You absolutely, that, that's, it's true. Um, and yeah, Kyle Pitts had a massive day, but it's his first massive day so far. We just expected that's brilliance right away. doesn't happen usually. Um, and it took Ridley being out and Gage being out and playing the jets, but it still happened nonetheless. Well, he's like the number five tight end or somewhat like so far, you know, this year, including this big game he had. So he's he's doing more or less what he's supposed to. If he has a, another good game, he'll be a top three tight end. It's going to be hard to catch Kelsey. Waller's really kind of fallen off. Hawkinson started strong, fell apart, hasn't done anything at a, at a minor hurt, game. And they're they're scheming for him. So they have to adjust. That's the thing. Uh, it yeah. happens all the time. Uh, so that, that's that's true. Uh, but it. it you know, it does kill their skill position players for a while. Debo got his on that rushing touchdown. Uh, so he, he actually still got his production. The thing I was actually kind of excited about was they, they rediscovered that Brandon Ayuk exists. He, he made a couple of big plays, including that like second and 25 conversion. Yeah. That was a pretty sweet catch and run after the play. So, you know. And, and the throw from, from Lance was really sharp. He zipped the yeah. ball in past the defender. Yeah, I, I think Lance is so mobile that it's like Lamar Jackson, where he has to be decent, but it doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He just has to be good, you know, and he'll be fine. I, I I would just stick with Lance from the Niners. I would make that work. Um, I I think the running plays are so effective, and just to keep developing him. But who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, that's right. Uh, one more uh, quick commercial note for our friends at Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football. And they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, Play in your first paid contest and receive a, a free six-month RotoWire subscription. All right. Um. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Also, thanks to our Blue Wire sponsors for your support as well. All right, uh, a couple more things before we sign up. Juju Smith-Schuster, looks like he's gonna be, he might be out for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, but we didn't really talk any Steelers yet. We just You mentioned them in passing that, hey, they uh, – you had them at uh, plus one. They they crushed the Broncos. I mean, they made it close at the end. Broncos were actually driving at the end. Uh, so that was kind of fun. But uh, Steelers were the better team most of the game that game. Yeah, you know, I took the Steelers because I thought if it were um, lock, then it would be a lock for the Steelers. And then it yeah. ended up being Bridgewater, which meant it was kind of a fair line. So I kind of felt like, 50% fair line, 50% lock. Okay, um, let's take it. And then it was Bridgewater, and Steelers still kind of dominated. And, and you're right, the Broncos had a chance at the end, but it was sort of all one way. Um, the Steelers' defense is good. I think the Broncos are a little bit like the Raiders. They're they're okay, but they're not really a contender, a serious contender for anything. And uh, I think you know the Steelers, who are just an okay team also with a good defense, mm-hmm. um, expose them a little bit. So I, I feel like... The Broncos, Raiders, Bengals, sorry, Jeff, um, are just teams that got off to a little bit of quick starts. But in the end, you're going to have the Ravens, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Bills. Those right. are the teams. Those that, are the truly good teams. Those, other those teams are the, are the teams. Those middle. are the real yeah. teams. Right. And one of them may make the playoffs. Maybe the Browns are good, too. But like those five the are good. Yeah. But those five are the good teams. And then the other, you know, bunch of mediocrities are going to vie for the other two wild cards and. Um, you never know. There's always like that surprise team that makes it through, but well, you um, know, like the Titans, they're going to win their division. Most likely the Colts might win the division. Actually, it's possible, but the Titans have that already had that one head to head win over them. Um, and 
they they could sneak in. They they got Derrick playoff Derrick Henry. They could win a playoff game, and next thing you know, like they're dangerous again. They got hot at the right time last year. They got hot at the right time a year ago. Well, two year, two years ago, they got hot at the right time. But they but they their defense is bad, and it's hard to advance. You know, with Derrick Henry, can bludgeon teams and get through, but it's hard to go. You know, round by round with a crap defense. I, I think like maybe the defense will coalesce and be a little better, but. I don't see the Titans a serious contender. I, I think you need like Browns, Bills, uh, Browns, Bills, Chargers, Ravens, and then maybe the Chiefs because their offense is so good. But I actually kind of think the Chiefs are like the fifth best team in the in the conference. They might be. It's possible. Uh, or and it's also possible they'll get things figured out too. I mean, it's a long enough season. It's things things can change. Yeah. You know, things change a lot. You know, when we do those, like, oh, you pick, you know, four teams, and I get the field. I would never do that in week six. You know, I would do that in week 12 and it's 50, 50 in week 12, but in week six, no way. Yeah. I, I, I hear you on that. Um, okay. Uh, any, a couple other things before we sign out here. Um, we kind of covered most of the afternoon slate. I will say Arizona, you know, their defense was really good. Their offense disappointed me. I mean, this game was like 10, nothing late. I was just like, Ugh. I expected so much more out of Murray. I mean, they, they had that one electric drive to Rondale Moore. Uh, they, they had Hopkins get his touchdown late, which was, I mean, it just saved, saved some value, but it really is disappointing uh, output from the Arizona offense. Yeah. I don't think Arizona is a great real life team. I mean, they're five and oh, so, okay, that's great. But yeah. um, I would take any of those teams in the AFC that I just mentioned on a neutral field against them, uh, even money. And I would probably take the, um, the bucks against them, even money. I take the Rams, even though they blew out the Rams again, even money on a neutral field. I think the Cowboys would have a good case to be again uh, favored against them on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. I think Arizona's fine. I think they've got Tampa Bay, interesting players. Yeah. Tampa, I would definitely take it in a neutral field, uh, but I don't think they're anything special. So um, we'll see. Maybe Murray like takes the next step as a real life QB, but uh, I still see you know a bunch of. Te- I see them as like the seventh or eighth best team in the NFL. Though something to be said, you win without your best. I mean, they were all geared up last week for the Rams, right? It was right, a big right. game. Now they're coming home. Okay, we got the struggling Niners. Now, granted, it's a division game, a lot of a lot of things there, but you can't be up every single week. It's just especially, yeah. you know, and it, it, there's the ebbs and flows. So, I mean, they won without their best stuff. That's the way I kind of look at it. There, Edmonds was banged up uh, going into the game. He didn't do a whole lot. Uh, you know, that, that that's you know they, they still want it. Or maybe the Niners defense got better. That's also possible too. So we'll see. The Niners had a shot. They they couldn't close it. But um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if Arizona in like week thirteen was still one of the favorites to win the conference. Yeah, we didn't talk any Tennessee Jacksonville. Uh, There's no need. There's no, let, let, yeah, let that go. AJ Brown the Jets, didn't look the great. Jets. Yeah, he doesn't AJ look. Doesn't look, look doesn't look like himself. And the Jets. Why did I bet on the Jets? That was stupid. I instinctively knew that was wrong to take the points. They were there, you know, at the end, they kicked the field goal because Zach Wilson got sacked, you know, in the third and whatever, and they had to kick a field goal to make it a seven-point game and not cover. But Zach Wilson does not pass the eye test to me. I understand that the circumstances are not ideal. But um, I think they got good value for those three picks for Darnold. They cut bait when they needed to. But uh, I think Zach Wilson doesn't pass the test. I think, you know, Lawrence against the Bengals, he looked good. Last week, this week he didn't. Yeah. Um, and I think Lance has some upside. I think Fields and Mac Mac Jones is okay at portions of that game, 
Um, but it, this sort of vaunted QB class is uh, it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. I like how the NFL is subtly saying to the London crowd, we don't really like you, but we're going to send you these crap games. We're going to give you Atlanta versus the Jets. We're going to have a really horrible roughing the passing call in the very first drive just to illustrate how awful the NFL can be sometimes. Um, that was – I was playing football. It was It wasn't – anything wrong with that play i I just i'm so astounded sometimes in some of these roughing the passing calls that was a hideous hideous call early on in that first drive uh next week it's jacksonville and miami like really london i mean give them a real game they should have some kind of like pcr test that you got to test negative for being a member of the jets to get into the country you know i mean you have to test negative for being a jet or a jaguar and otherwise they don't let you in the country and that would solve the problem because i feel like you know, when you when you have an immigration policy and you're just letting the Jets or the Jaguars in, uh, it's not a serious immigration policy. Uh, so I feel like they need to get with the legislation and, and figure out how to prevent certain teams uh, from uh, despoiling the, the pitch, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Saints were clearly the better team against Washington. Um, they... Jeff, I, am, I made the Saints my best bet, just so you know. What's my record on best bets this year? I don't know or care. Why do you not study this? Why are you, 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 you're one of the main voices on Road and yet you don't know my record on best bets. How is that possible? Uh, it's amazing. It's truly amazing that I, my priorities are elsewhere. Uh, it's amazing. What, what is it, Chris? Five and oh, five and oh, Jeff. Good for you. So it's one in 32 by dumb luck. Okay. And we're going to keep this going. We get to 17, two to the 17th is what? One in 120 something thousand, 130,000. Then you won't be able to say it's dumb luck anymore, Jeff. And you will be paying attention, I guarantee. I won't be saying it because I still don't care unless you're actually betting it. If I'm if I'm seventeen and, and, and out, and you're pushing it forward, playing it forward, so that you're I actually should. getting the benefit of it. There. Dollar for the first one, we go up, and then that's it. The, the The books wouldn't take my bet anymore at that le- at that rate. But two to the seventeenth, Jeff, do the math, get a calculator. I I, I can. I, I'll just wait for your five minute explanation on Sirius XM about the math. So, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. It's a winning, it's a big winner. You know, we're talking about every uh, new audience every 12 seconds. That's a real, that, that really uh, puts that to the test. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, okay. Uh, that's going to be it for today's podcast. I want to thank WinBet uh, for their exclusive partnership all season long. I want to thank uh, the Lisbon establishment that served list two bottles of it's wine. heather it's heather's it's heather's 50th birthday so i got three bottles of wine her friend flew in from london it's a big extravaganza unfortunately combined they drank one i drank two so that's how it went you know so what are you gonna do you got to do your duty as a husband and a gentleman and sometimes that in, entails drinking two bottles of wine and you don't say, oh, I can't do it. I got a, a podcast coming up. I got a radio show coming up. You don't do that. You don't make excuses in your life, Jeff. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, last question. Should I trade Diggs for Ch- Chase? No, because Burrow is getting his throat contusion checked out. And yes, the better offense anyhow. So I would not do that trade. I would keep Diggs. No. Um, anyways, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for commenting. Appreciate you all. We'll, we'll be back at you again tomorrow with Joe and Jake talking free agents. Listen, I'll be back at you again next Monday. And you can catch us in SiriusXM in a couple minutes. Take care.